2: This is Radio Free Cybertron with your host, Brian Kilby, featuring Chris, Don, Rob, Diecast, John, and Melvar. Transformers!
3: This is Radio Free Cybertron, episode 815. I'm XV, filling in for Brian Kilby, who couldn't be here, which is fine because I wasn't here last week because I was on vacation for my birthday.
1: Happy birthday! Thank you, Kogami. Since, since Paladin's not here to post a gift, I would wanted to make sure you got it.
4: Mm-hmm. He was going to post a gift.
3: Uh, Paladin did post me a gift uh, through my Amazon wish list: slash chrislist Early plug right there. Uh, so, uh, standing in for Chairman Kogami is Headmaster Don. Hey, everybody! Uh, Diecast is here. Finally here. Matt is with us. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that about covers Ugh. that about covers your level of participation that we're likely to expect. Just that, just that long protracted like sigh and silence there just is confirmation enough for me. And of course, we have uh, Rob here recording our uh, recording our podcast for us this week. Hello. Um, so we have um, once again had to go without a live stream or a video component to this episode, which we regret as much as anybody else does. We love having our live participation with our audience. Uh, and diecast, especially is uh, just super disappointed that he has to learn to use his words to describe the things the many, many things he bought this in the past week or two uh, rather than just holding them up uselessly on video for the majority of our listeners who are uh, audio only. So you know, we're all having our struggles here. It's really easy to forget that not everybody can see what we're holding up, yeah, I mean, yes, but most of us are good at like, keeping in mind
4: that we have to actually, like, say the name of what we have, if nothing else. And the one thing I got today, I didn't even know existed till a couple days ago. So that's why I'm, like, I'm going to have to really try to explain it properly.
3: I, It's okay. I, me and Matt will, you know, me and Matt will be sure to speak up loudly and, you know, in no uncertain terms when you mess up.
4: <laughs> it's what you, we're here for.
3: You can count on us. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's jump right into the news. This is probably going to be uh, another shortish show like last week's was. Uh, but, you know, maybe we'll get like 38 or 39 minutes out of this one instead of the 35 of last week. Uh, so we have a Transformers Tuesday stream coming up on January 31st, which I'm sure is at least in part meant to take the place of what we'd have as a Toy Fair presentation in years past. Um the tweet regarding this is not specific about what to expect but um, the Instagram stories from the Hasbro designers I think Mark Mayers actually uh, notes uh, that it's going to be Generations, Legacy Studio Series and I think possibly Earthspark Uh, but I only looked at that briefly last night when I was half asleep so uh, how accurate my recollection is could be in question but if it is covering a wide swath of the product lines like that, it feels like, yeah, this is our you know first quarter reveals for like Wave Two product and beyond, maybe
4: a little bit. Sounds right. When did this tweet go out? Uh, January twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah, I completely missed this. Thank thank goodness <laughs> I'm doing the show I would. So did I, but I have not been on Twitter that much lately. So.
3: Me either. Um, <sighs> you know, I I heard about this. Uh, outside of Twitter, and just track back to the original tweet for reference in the show notes but yeah um i I believe I first saw mention of this from our discord tfradio.net dot net slash discord We can't talk to them live this week, obviously, but you know they're they're in our thoughts, and we love hanging out with them when we're actually able to do the live streams um and then I caught the uh, Instagram stories from mark and Evan and uh bmac uh later that evening so. Um, probably some good reveals to look forward to. I assume there's going to be uh, probably at least some uh, additional Rise of the Beast reveals coming up, uh, which we'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, what I'm interested in, though, is if we will actually get like the official reveals for Legacy Evolution, Animated Prowl, and the second Deluxe On, which would mean we'd finally have a name for the second Deluxe On, which would be great since it's getting kind of tiring calling it On 2 or Motorcycle Junkion. Yeah. Plus, you know, after Scrap Hook, which everybody loves to just, you know, retitle as Scrapbook because it's so close visually and also just as you say it, it kind of wants to come out as Scrapbook. I'm kind of curious. Are we going to have a repeat of that incident? Hmm. Plus, like, there's, you know, two other deluxes that should be in that assortment, and I can't even think off the top of my head what we expect those to be uh, based on the leak list. So, we might actually get some surprises and, like, uh, oh, Crust cross cuts in there so that's going to be unfortunate because i already decided i don't like cross cut did we see yeah. the fourth one yet i can't remember everything's all kind of running together yeah at this point. i think yeah, we I that did too. any sense of what that might have been uh because i don't want to go digging because they'll screw up my internet connection
4: wasn't it like silver with a red stripe or something that's cross yeah, that's, that's cross cut okay
3: so maybe so, we only saw those three yeah well that could turn out interesting then Although, since there's still uh, between now and next Tuesday for, you know, the last Deluxe and that assortment to get leaked, I'm sure it'll happen sometime this weekend at the latest. So, yeah, the the stream will be on Tuesday, January 31st. Uh, So keep an eye out for that. Uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of, like, screenshots and stuff floating around if you know where to look for them during and after. And, you know, some of our Twitter friends like uh, Ben Yee and Anthony from TFU uh, usually do great jobs of live covering those events for people who can't actually watch the streams themselves. So, uh, you know, be sure to check out BWTF Ben on Twitter and TFU underscore info uh, for blow-by-blow coverage as available. Uh, so yesterday we had for Transformers Tuesday this week uh, the first look at uh, Rise of the Beast Studio Series Voyager Cheetor.
4: I shall call him Fleshy. <laughs>
3: I mean kind of yeah he's he's a bit brown
4: he you know? he's flesh colored
3: a little bit I mean I mean there's lots of different shades of flesh color so like you know anything in a you know light to dark brown gamut can be flesh colored he's pretty well in the middle there he's
4: well tanned you can put him next to raw chicken dinobot that's what i was thinking actually he will go great with raw chicken dinobot
3: uh, as a disclaimer, Radio Free Cybertron does not endorse the consumption of raw chicken products. That's a great way to get salmonella, among other things. Yeah. Also, the texture of raw chicken is just kind of gross. It's not like it's not like fish where you can make sushi out of it.
4: Yeah. But yeah. But my thing with this, like, I've seen Cheetor in the trailer, and I guess I have to go back and watch the trailer now. But he is not this color. Not quite. No.
1: Well, I mean, we've seen two different air razors, so. It, there's going to be some duplication here between the main line and studio series and I, some of the running chatter that i'm seeing is that the main line is working from earlier work. Uh, oh yeah 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 work, I mean, so, it absolutely
3: know. would be because the the main line the the core boys toy line is what was supposed to come out first like that was supposed to come out last year yeah and the studio series stuff that we're seeing Official reveals for right now, this is the time that it was supposed to come out originally. The other stuff got delayed, and that's why. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The the eraser and the other Cheetor that we saw um, are absolutely working off of early design models. Um, I mean, that's one reason probably that, that uh, other Cheetor looks fairly similar to the Kingdom Cheetor figure because, you know, they had that engineering set up already. Uh, you know, they knew how to do that and they didn't have to have it so dialed into exact replication of what the movie was going to do, because at the time, that was probably five or six iterations ago of the CG. Um, But yeah, I mean, the duplication is unintentional and we're just seeing one of the funny artifacts of that with, like, yeah, the studio series thing is more consistent with what the final movie looks like. Um, The exact shade of the color, maybe not so much, but that kind of happens in plastics where you don't necessarily get a perfect color match with things. Um, But yeah, like this at least looks like a different unique toy versus the studio series air razor, which heavily, heavily borrows its engineering from kingdom air razor. While from side by sides of leaked samples we've seen before, the studio series air razor is a bigger toy than kingdom air razor and is one hundred percent new parts. Nothing's reused or retooled between them. Like it still feels like, yeah, this is just that toy again, except styled differently. Th- this Cheetor at least looks like something unique, so it's got that going for it.
4: It looks know. good, other than the color. Like I, I, I think I will enjoy the, uh, the design of this figure. Um, I just that color is just a little bit off-putting.
0: Am I crazy in thinking that this could actually? Make it as a uh, recolored into Cybertron Leo Breaker. Just I just something about it really kind of reminds me of that. It wouldn't be see much that. of a recolor. Like it'd still be in the same general color family,
1: brown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'll be I'll be honest. I am. I like the Air Razor, but I think as y'all mentioned before, it's so close to Kingdom Air Razor. There's mold wise not a lot going on. And the Cheetor is very stand-up on the back legs and full you know, and it's just so far I'm they look great, but they're not doing anything unique compared to what we've already gotten in the past two years, say.
3: Yeah, I mean with a Cheetor especially, you're kinda you're gonna have that problem. Like I can't think of a Cheetor toy that didn't just stand up on his hind legs. Even, like, Transmetal Cheetor way back, which changed it up a little by making the cat head be the arms, it still was standing up on its back legs. Like, for some of these animal forms, there's not a lot else you can do without, like, I would say needlessly complicating the engineering.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm not expecting them to take Cheetor and then put core Star Scream engineering into that Cheetor to completely turn them inside out. It'd be nice. It'd be interesting. But, yeah, it'd be interesting, yeah, but, you know, again, physics. Yeah. But I think they look great, but they're not doing anything unique that we haven't seen done before.
3: No, I mean, I feel that, too. Like, for me, what's grabbing me is the core boys toy line stuff, the the, the Cyberverse deluxe level toys. Like, those are the ones that are doing interesting looking stuff. They look more visually interesting. Uh, they're more colorful. I imagine when we see the Studio Series Wheeljack, the, the Voyager version of the Volkswagen, like, I imagine that's going to look a lot more dull than the deluxe equivalent one we've seen already. Uh, like, it's... I think all the fun is going to be in those smaller, uh, you know, quote-unquote mainline figures versus the Studio Series versions. The Studio Series versions are the, you know, collector screen accuracy as much as possible ones. And... Like I think they sacrifice for that somewhere. I wish they wouldn't.
1: It's sort of like uh, what we, the pictures we've seen of Leader Class Scourge. The transformation looks interesting, but there's no color. Every version of Scourge or Nemesis Prime, you've had at least some breakup of the black with the teal or whatever version you you prefer.
3: Well, I hate but, to say it, but welcome to movie color palettes. I, mean, I know. I mean that's yeah. just know.
1: everything <laughs> this is all it's basically eighties roses brown tones. Everything is brown or in that or a darker color. There's no high there's very little highlights. There's no pop. And it's it's like the D C stuff when they desaturated all the Superman movies and made his outfit look like crap. This is along those same lines. They're taking away all the color.
3: Yeah, I mean one of the best things in the movie toy lines that happened uh where you lost out on screen accuracy but like really gained for it in how the toys came across was the original movie dinobot molds yeah you know every one of those was a different color palette they were bright and saturated and popped visually and then you know you get around to the movie a few months later and it's just like
1: is that a dinosaur or is that just like a rock I mean the snarl uh, the, the snarl character was green was this translucent green yeah looked great and it's like they all just you want Dinobots to combine just put them on a group shot you can't tell where one ends and the other begins yeah pretty much yeah but yeah I mean
3: I think I hit this point every time we end up talking about these toys and the, like the differences between Studio series and the other one but like man give me those other ones I'm like I'm so ready to see those and be able to like decide to buy those when I find them in the stores, because, like, some of those look really cool. The Studio Series stuff, I'm glad it exists in the way it does for the people who want this kind of experience, but, like, for the most part, I don't think that's going to be me. Like, um, Battle Trap, the tow truck, I definitely want to grab that. That looks really cool. Um, mm-hmm. although, like, the thoughts in my head now, well, if Studio Series Battletrap looks that cool, what if they have, like, you know, the Core Boys toy line battle trap that looks even cooler and like has more colors and you know looks more like a toy.
0: Hey, maybe we'd get a Cogman situation and he'd uh, you know, work with the junkons, come to come to pieces for rearranging like that.
3: <sighs> Rob, why do you have to put these wonderful ideas in my head that will never come true? <laughs> You're not supposed to be this evil. You're not Matt.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, I so stay in your own lane, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I think I, I'd rather have the bright yellow cheetah wearing shorts that, that, than the, you know, dull bronze cheetah. But
3: And, like, okay, so, like, when you describe it as the bright yellow cheetah wearing shorts, I'm just like, okay, I want, I want like, an Earth Spark cheetor where the robot is designed to look like he's wearing shorts. Like, somehow that just perfectly meshes in my head with the idea of, you know... Like, young... he's,
1: like he's a track star and he's wearing, like, track shorts.
3: Yeah, like a track
0: star, or just like you know, a twelve-year-old. I am almost certain. I I am uh I I have, I have conjured up a mental image of a cheetah in track shorts that I'm certain I saw in some kind of Disney production when I was like eight, but I can't remember which one it's from.
1: I mean, that yeah, sounds well. that sounds like a Disney. The cheetah wore track shorts. That sounds like a Disney movie. Might you know. have been one. Might have
0: been one of the soccer players in Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Well.
1: If we had our live Discord
3: audience this week, I'm sure one of them could actually tell us, you know, if what you're uh, talking about actually existed or not or if it's just a remarkably clear flight of fancy. <laughs> Discord audience, we miss you. I hope yes, we'll be able we to see you again soon. I mean, I could go see them right now by, you know, popping over to the Discord window, but like it's it's not quite the same. No. Um so, so Matt, uh, do you have any, you know, strong thoughts about Rise of the Beast, uh, Voyager Cheetor? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right then, uh, Matt. Have you had any luck lately in uh, toy hunting? Uh, actually, I have not been out toy hunting in
4: a while.
3: That's probably for the best because I don't think you'd have any success because all the new things are showing up at Targets, which you don't have. Um, so just in the last, of course, few, just in the last few days, um, uh, we've had confirmed sightings in the U.S. at Targets in different states of the Legacy Evolution core class figures, so the Dinobots and Sound Blaster. Um, Legacy Evolution Deluxes are now being found in Target, Uh, and Earthspark's Tacticons assortment has been found as well. And Those are the little finger puppety ones, um, which I think might wrap up all of the Earthspark assortments at U.S. Retail now, since uh, their Deluxes and their action feature toys uh, in the various scales have been uh, found Pretty, pretty, uh, a pretty good level of saturation. I even saw some of the some of the various price points when I was out having an unsuccessful hunt of my own on my drive home from my vacation today. Um, alas, no tarn for Chris this week, but it wasn't for want of trying. Mostly,
1: well, I did get my notification that um, at, from Hasbro Pulse that it, it did get paid for. So, tarn is coming at least from Pulse if you've. Order from them,
3: yeah. And um, early this morning, um, one of our Discord members had posted that that was actually in stock to order on Hasbro Pulse. At that time, hmm. uh, I'm not sure if it still is. I decided to not do that, both because, like, I you know had a route that was going to take me past several targets anyway, so I wanted to try that first. And also, I I was pretty sure as soon as I ordered from Pulse, Amazon would you know post the charge for the Tarn I have on pre order with them and. That just becomes a hassle. It's usually plus, how it works. Plus, there's that whole matter of, like, with Hasbro Pulse, if I get a defective toy, it's almost literally pulling teeth to get that resolved in a satisfactory way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, oh, we're kind of coming out of the, the uh, you know, post-holiday dead zone here with uh, the stories starting to rebound and get into the new product year stuff. Uh, And especially as more of the stores get through their inventory process, we're going to see more of this stuff saturate faster. And we will soon enough be back in that case of uh, wave one again, every time we go to the store. Mm. Uh, So this is an interesting thing. I'd seen this when I started putting the show notes together and then Jacob in our discord um, and one of our patrons um, had pointed this out uh, separately. So up on eBay uh, was posted a collection of early Transformers movie character models that were produced by uh the animators at Toei Animation. Uh so these are like pre revision character models. These were produced and would have been sent to Hasbro for approval. Uh, uh like Hasbro and or Sunbow for approval. And then based on the comments from that would have been would have gone through further revisions to get to the character models that actually were used in the movie. We don't we don't
4: <clears throat> Excuse me, we don't have to talk about this because I'm currently the highest bidder on the unicron. <laughs> how much did you bid? I bid well it's up to ninety seven pounds. Okay, how much
3: how much did you bid? Uh, well, I have to keep that, that not, secret. Yeah, so a, well, hold not on, hold on I question. can I can drive it up higher than that.
4: Give me a Yeah. <laughs> how many but, digits did you bid? Um <laughs> I don't want to discuss the the, <laughs> the digit amount.
3: Well, I suppose this satisfies, the you know, one requirement, one question from our Discord audience before we started recording, too, of whether Brian was going to uh, try to buy these, but I guess it works out almost as well if Diecast is trying to go for one, too.
4: There are a couple that do not have any bids currently. Mm. Like, poor Cup has no bids.
3: So, with Cup, I think one of the problems there is that what they have at this stage is just not that different from the final animation model. I think yeah. this character model is a little bit more detailed than what we ended up with. And probably to an extent all of them have a higher level of detail and that we've gone through another simplification phase for the actual movie animation. Yeah, um, yeah I mean there's some that are interesting on here. The Wheelie uh, character model is particularly interesting. And he has no bids. Well, it's Wheelie. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I think these just went up in the last day or so, so I'm sure activity will pick up on all of them, so you probably won't get your Unicron either way.
4: Yeah, some of them are interesting because you got a front shot, and then you got a completely separate one that's just the back shot.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is just based on what this person was able to find going through the various archives, so you know, more things could turn up at a later time. Some of them may have been lost or Destroyed accidentally over the years, you know it's it's just hard to say like how complete any of the any of the materials are per
4: character. Don, there is an RC if you want to bid on that.
1: Okay, I'll uh, I'll it's look a nice piece of art. I'll if you can post it in the our internal chat, I'll take a look at it.
4: Darn it, someone already overbid me on Unicron.
1: Matt, was that you?
4: No comment. <laughs>
3: I this was interesting to me too just because like these models are very close to the final versions but they are still like noticeably different. Um the Unicron is interesting too because it's like a lot more golden orange than the final uh animation model turned out.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and the silver on the chest and everything yeah. is very bright.
0: I wish I had a copy of Transformers Universe cuz some of these color schemes kind of just ring a bell as to some of the kind of weird off color schemes they used in the comics. And I'm I'm thinking that they may have been based on some of these early, uh early color tests.
3: Here. Oh yeah, definitely. Um um several years ago, I think before the basics was a thing, Chris McFeely did a series on his Tumblr account, um which some of it went over the differences in character models from, you know, uh, earliest to what was finally used and then what ACOM used incorrectly because they're ACOM um, but like you know part of mm-hmm. that is like resources like the Transformers Universe uh, miniseries or whatever you want to call it from the Marvel run um, definitely would have used um, you know pre-final character models such as these maybe not these specifically but um, you know in a similar state of completion because that is what was available to them, and, you know, Sunbow was a Marvel company, so everybody on either side had access to basically the same materials, and it was just a matter of, you know, lead time and how much anybody was bothering to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, The Rekgar character model here in particular looks very close to what I think of as, you know, comic Rekgar from the little bit Rekgar managed to appear in any Marvel anything.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, Uh, no, I'm sorry. No, when you mentioned Marvel, when we were talking about the the live stream coming up next week, uh, that reminded me of something I saw on Twitter. I wish I could give credit for the person that mentioned this, but it would also be nice to find out who now has the Transformers license for the comics, because it seems like if it's been given to someone, they're going to want to start getting it out closer Maybe as tie-in for the mo- a movie adapt if we do the old-fashioned way of doing it, a movie adaptation, maybe a source book, a MTMTE, you know, more than meets the eye guy, things like that. So I would like to hope maybe we'll find out who has the license within this uh, Zoom call. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's going to be
3: kind of the angle of this Transformers Tuesday stream. And right now, like I feeling doubtful if there is actually someone who currently has the license and they're just sitting on that information at this time. Uh, talked yeah, about this, um, about we talked about this some uh, either in our predictions review episode or the following episode. Um, and like the way things are right now, I would not be at all surprised if Hasbro decided that it's time to take a break from having someone publish Transformers comics for right now. And just kind of let the let stuff that's going on settle down, and then kind of uh, look at how we want to, you know, publish more uh, fictional material. Um, you know, it's it's possible before, um, it's yeah, possible before Brian Goldner stepped down, and then you know, subsequently, unfortunately, passed away. Maybe they were thinking about moving that internal. Uh, but certainly, with Chris Cox having taken over, and uh, the you know not at all subtle changes to how Hasbro's uh, non-toy business holdings are operating, like uh, doing more media production like that suddenly became not a viable option under the new administration. And then, you know, Hasbro's other things going on financially and uh, public relations snapbacks, uh, like the Wizards of the Coast thing, which is tangentially related, but still things that would make... uh, Hasbro gun-shy about making any big moves for a while, I think. Uh, you know, all of that can kind of work together and be like, yeah, it, let's just let this rest for a while until things settle down and maybe look better on the books. So, I wouldn't expect to hear anything about, like, a comics license anytime soon, unfortunately. Um, so, our last news item, It's it's been the slow uh, four days since the last recording. Um, rise of the beasts will also be available in 3d showings because somehow that's still a thing
4: i will definitely see it in 3d that that seems to come and go every couple years i think the new ant-man is also available in 3d yeah which i think in the quantum realm could be cool if they do it right
3: if they do it right i mean you know i've seen some movies in 3d when the fad was more fresh um i can't remember if i actually watched any of the transformers movies in 3d i might have watched dark of the moon in 3d uh but that might have been the only one but like 3d is a a fun novelty i guess but i don't i never felt like it really added that no it it does not add anything to the experience for me personally (laughs) the only time i feel like it was used in a suitable and cool way was uh the first captain america movie where there was just one shot of the shield coming straight at the screen and if you see that in 3D that's kind of cool but like for general purpose it just, just it doesn't really do anything for me uh you were going to ask a question though Yeah for for me
1: Oh sorry. No, I was going to say uh, what was the which transformer movie was it where they're paragliding in into the city and Dark of the moon? Dark of the moon. Okay, yeah. that's the, yeah that's the one that I saw in 3D cuz uh, someone told me, you've got to see it just for that paragliding scene. And that's the that's one of the few 3D movies I've ever seen.
0: The 3D shot I saw that really impressed me, for whatever reason, was uh, at the beginning of the first Thor movie, when they pan up through the water in Asgard. That works really well in 3D.
3: Okay, that, that probably would have been pretty cool. I, to this day, have never watched any of the Thor movies. Uh, first one and third one are pretty good.
0: Haven't seen the fourth. I like the fourth one. I don't know what people what's wrong with people. Is mean, the fourth, it, it's a long is the, list at this point. It, yeah, is
3: the fourth one the, the Thor and Hulk movie? No, that's, the, no, third that's one. the third one. Okay, that'd be the one that I'd want to see. Though. That is the best one. Yeah.
4: That is the best, yeah.
3: Yeah, I can tell from the trailers, like, that was going to be the one to sell me on a Thor movie if anything did, but I still didn't go see it. They They made actual real-world Jack Kirby backgrounds, and it's
0: wonderful.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, that that does sound amazing. (laughs) But yeah, I just... Especially post-process 3D, which is the majority of the 3D in movies, like, I just don't feel it. You know, a few movies were natively shot in 3D, and that's great, and I applaud them for the effort, and I think the result in those cases is generally probably better. Um, But, like, especially just at this point in time, so far past where the 3D thing was at its height... I don't know why they keep doing this. Hmm. Maybe I've... the 3D will just stick to France, because the tweet that revealed it was a tweet about the movie's release in France. So maybe it won't be like in all the international markets. Maybe the French just love 3D the same way they love Jerry Lewis. That's not like racist toward French people to say that, right? I don't think so. Um... Well, but maybe just to be safe, we should move on anyway. So, yeah. um... I guess I will make the executive decision. Diecast, you go first so the rest of us can like go to the bathroom or something
4: for what we got this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I I am gonna do the the complicated one first. Okay, so remember to use your words. The human sized movie replica, alien attack toys, Optimus Prime Sword from the last night, um that lights up it. I don't think it makes sounds. I don't have the batteries yet because it takes very special rechargeable batteries that I had to order on Amazon. What mm-hmm. kind of batteries are they? Uh, they're, I forget the number, sixteen, eight fifty or eight sixty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I
3: know the, I know those batteries. They're about the shape and size of a double A, but they're um like three point seven volts.
4: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know exactly the batteries you're talking about. Okay. I have no idea how two of them are going to fit in because I tried to put in two AA batteries and they do not fit. Well, um, yeah, and they wouldn't work anyway because they can't deliver enough current. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the sword is beautiful. I really can't wait till I can actually like light it up. Uh, and the reason I got this, one, it was on sale at TF Source for like 100 bucks. And That's not bad. Two, I recently just got my Ghostbusters uh, proton pack. So... I'm going to have a theme of movie replicas uh, that I'm going to try and display somewhere.
0: I'd imagine you have some uh, masks and some uh, like Marvel stuff to put in uh, that section too.
4: Right. Yeah. I I have a bunch of that stuff around Uh, a lot of helmets. Mm -hmm. I have all three of the uh, modern icons, uh, Transformers helmets, the G1, Megatron, Optimus Prime, and Soundwave. Uh, So, yeah, I have I have a bunch of full size uh, things, Um, but I also got Magic Squares. This is their uh, Cyclonus in hot rod colors. Oh, they're shattered glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is I I, I was just being in hot rod colors. I, I was like, I have to get that.
1: Those, yeah, colors, uh, the, those
3: colors map well onto uh, the Cyclonus model. Yeah, they really yeah.
1: do. They do. Yeah, I mean he he does kind of make an interesting looking when he's been hot rotified.
4: <laughs> and then Chris is gonna like this because I got but Chris
3: doesn't like anything.
4: Oh, <laughs> I got X-Trans Bots a uh, cup. Okay, you bought Master. you
1: bought lock. Yeah, why um, did you buy
3: lock? Well, it's
4: wait because i bought him i
3: went for the part i'm
4: gonna like yeah on taobao uh and i knew it was a loose figure so it did not come in a box it came in a plastic bag with all its accessories but no instructions and no box but does it have all its wheels It does have all its wheels. Oh,
1: (laughs) do do you know the reputation reputation that figure has among the third party collectors?
4: Well, yeah. Well, they did they did remake it uh, and fix all the errors. But what I suspect, I suspect this is a version one uh, that is probably what I got.
1: (laughs) How much? uh, Hopefully, you didn't pay too much. Oh no,
4: no, I did not.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I'm sure we'll get a better Studio Series Cup, uh, not a masterpiece, masterpiece Cup down the road uh, than that.
0: Dumb Dumb question. Does the torso compress down anymore? Because it just feels like the windshield part is a little bit small.
3: No, that's Uh, that's
0: just how that works. I'm pretty. Yeah, that's just the way he
4: is. Gotcha. But nothing seems broken on it, which is you know, it's a good start. That's a good start. That's a good start.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's kind of better than what, what what I ran into when I get when I go over what I got this week.
4: Oh, dear. <laughs> um, I also got the little Doctor Wu, uh, Tripticon. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Regular battle damaged.
4: It's the regular because I didn't know there were two versions when I when I ordered it.
1: So it looks like you haven't had a chance to open
3: that
4: yet. No, I did not open it came
1: today. Well, the Battle Damaged versions also 5 or $10 more, so I'm not sure why, but...
4: Well, I mean, they probably made fewer of them.
3: Another I'm, thing that I'm came sure it today... Too. <laughs> yeah,
4: I did not open them yet, but it's all three of the Magic Square uh, Constructicons, so I can form Devastator.
1: Okay. Uh, if Man. If they do those in orange, right. that or... Well, I mean, no one but Toy World that I know of has done Orange Devastator, and those have completely dried up and are through the roof. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of Legends, New Age and Magic Square. Also, X-Transbots is coming out with a new Masterpiece Scale Devastator. But again, I have Hercules and I have Combiner Wars Devastator, so I'm praying somebody does an Orange one.
3: Well, those Magic Square ones are more like Legend-sized, aren't they?
1: Yes. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. I wouldn't mind having another okay. Orange Devastator other than my G1 one, because I've got Yellow Giant yeah. from Make Toys. Yeah. I've got Hercules, mm-hmm. but I don't really have a decent orange one except the original G2. Right, which, I mean, I love G2
3: Devastator, the original, but you can't really call that decent in any sense of the word.
1: No. Very <laughs> and fragile.
4: I also got X-Transbots Prosecutor.
1: Quintasange, uh, Quintasange guard.
4: Uh, I
0: I the,
1: the, forget the, what you call yeah, it. the one that the has uh,
0: a- the bailiff. I want to say, yeah.
3: Well, yeah. in the um, in the Pit of judgment set, they called the bailiff the uh, the alligator con recolor. Oh, that's right. Um, that's the prosecutor. This is the you know guilty or innocent guy from the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For 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 the best clarity I can think to uh, deliver
4: here. That that works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I also got the first set of the little Devastator Cube guys. Oh
1: hmm, uh, like yeah,
0: yeah, the Lucky Cat toys.
1: Yeah, Lucky Cat. That's it. Um, I the same with, ones that did the line Voltron.
0: You know, if anything deserved to come out under the name Magic Square,
4: <laughs> these are not. Yeah, but these are Magic Square.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean,
3: isn't this just a separate imprint for 52 toys?
4: Like, isn't uh yeah this yeah this is just beast box
3: but it's constructed cons instead
4: yes yeah um and they're they're pretty cool uh the the well at least Mixmaster i've played with and he's pretty cool and they're pretty heavy they got a bunch of diecast in them um and this is weird too this is the uh the actual insert in the box and it's full plastic
3: yeah diecast is holding up something that looks uh roughly like a cinder block made of plastic
4: yeah and the and the bricks just slide in the center um which i thought was really cool that they yeah
0: did that. It, rem- it reminds me of an atari cartridge holder okay yeah okay i can kind of see that just just put some wood grain plastic on one surface of that and, and you wouldn't be able to tell the
4: difference very much
3: yeah it'd be an easy job with a little bit of contact paper
4: yeah and i forgot to bring it down but It got a ton of views on uh, Twitter. At Diecast Two is I got the little um, Earth 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 Spark Wheeljack One Step Changer, and you can actually like put it in robot mode and stand it up, and then you can knock it over, and it'll it'll convert into car mode on its own. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and that that like I said that had a ton of views on twitter i was shocked
3: it sounds like a bot shot in reverse
4: yeah, kinda. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah the, the kind of yeah yeah one of the i think the first or second movie had a line of what they call gravity bots that kind of worked that yeah. Way. yeah 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 i just wanted to get some of those
3: they were neat yeah the gravity bots then i think gave way to what we had as one step changers for a while
4: yeah Yeah, Um, I would definitely recommend this one. And I heard there's an Optimus Prime or something that you can throw in the air and he'll transform. I mean, I'd sure like Hmm. to see that demonstrated, if nothing else. Yeah, (laughs) like that. It's
3: one of those things in the you know, what I would call like tertiary toy line space where we don't necessarily pay a lot of attention to that stuff. But boy, like there is some interesting ideas and engineering that goes into some of this stuff. And I remember like from like. I want to say the Age of Extinction time period, give or take, uh, some of those one step changers, there was like a drift and I think a prowl that both did like a uh, butterfly knife kind of transformation, so you just flip them back and forth really easily and like a lot of people love that. And just like these really simple simple ideas and simple innovations into this just make some really interesting toys. Even if all the even if it just boils down to the basic gimmick of transforming in a different kind of way than anything else. And like, yeah, the wheel jack that you can knock over and it turns into its vehicle mode or an office that you throw up in the air to transform. Like that sounds really cool. Like it's one of those things that kind of gets me jazzed about the concept again, even though I'll probably never buy these things, but like, I love that they exist and the creativity that goes into making them is still there.
4: Yeah. Boy, I wish and we could have that in mainline. I really yeah. like that. You know, that's something you can give to a kid and he's going to fall in love with the brand.
3: Yeah, exactly, exactly. hmm Um like I reference this from time to time, but like John Morton tells a story about how the jump starters were one of his favorite G one toy molds and like he found a jump starter buried in his backyard of his house he moved into as an adult and he restored that and like that more or less led to making the Titans Return jump starter mold, which is one of the best molds of the whole Titans Return deluxe range at least, and like you know, you kind of see that the progression there from like a beloved childhood toy being refreshed on that in adulthood and then like expressing that into making a whole new toy based on that. Like that that just pure simple joy in childhood can lead to so much later on if somebody has the opportunity and that influence is there. And like I I love that, especially as we've come into the period of time where like the people designing Transformers were childhood fans of Transformers and they have those personal memories of the toy line. Yeah. Um uh, during my trip I was listening to um the YouTube channel Toys r us had an interview with Mark Bear and Evan Evan Brooks. And like just a lot of that same kind of sentiment came through. It was a really interesting listen uh just to hear them, you know, talking casually about like their interest in the hobby and, you know, how it kind of shaped their, shaped and influenced, you know, how they developed in adulthood and into their professional careers doing this. Um, Yeah, I, like, I love just the amount of uh, access we have, for want of a better word, to the Transformers design team, just to, like, understand like, they're in exactly the same place mentally we are with this stuff, except that they get to actually make their wish list come true for the most part. Um... Don, do you want to go next and tell us your tale of woe?
1: Sure, uh, I'll, I'll save that for last. Uh, today, I got from Hasbro Pults uh core class sludge. Well, that I mean,
3: that could be a tale of woe from yeah. what I've heard about that toy.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's it's sludge. He will always be special to me because he is my first. He was my first Transformer, mm-hmm. and I can't really be any more disappointed in him than I was in Studio Series. <laughs> so, I mean, at
3: least this one has an excuse in that it has to be a pair of shorts.
1: Right, right. The other thing I got was a third party figure. Um, there's a company called Toy Easy that we think is Zeta. We don't know for sure. And I've mentioned this before. They're doing a line of warship combiners. Uh, today I got in the helicopter, uh, landing ship. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, it's like an aircraft carrier, but for helicopters, a little bit smaller. Uh, it is a foot of their combiner and in, I have it in robot mode. It came out of the box in robot mode. It's as tall as the Zeta, uh, uh members, the moon studios ones. So it's about uh, almost 10 or 11 inches tall in robot mode. And the foot is just about the same height when it's in its, its foot mode. So this is going to be a very tall combiner, uh, Looking, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, <clears throat> off topic, I also stopped in today, uh, on the way back from work at Target and sitting on a random end cap was the Python Patrol, um, Viper. So I, I picked up the officer a while back and so I picked up the Viper because it's Python Patrol. Uh, that's probably all I'm probably going to be doing with that, but it was just randomly sitting on an end cap with some, uh, Barbie product. So. There you go. Uh, my tale of woe, which is not really—it's a woe, but it all depends on what the retailer says that I got this from. Uh, if y'all remember a couple, uh, probably more than a couple years ago, DX Nine came out with Carrie, which was their all-in-one Rodimus Prime. I remember uh, that. Yes, it's it is one of my favorite third-party toys. It's a great that was that was Rod- like
3: eight years ago now, Don.
1: I, I wasn't sure how long it was, and I wasn't trying to think how long it was. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> uh, they they came back out with a metallic version, which is a few subtle differences, as they do, but I always wanted a second one in case mine my original ever breaks, and also to have one for vehicle mode for my eventual Rodimus Prime shelf. And I just love the mold. Having a second one makes me feel better if something happens. The problem with him on this reissue Is if you look, if you look on my Twitter, um, I posted pictures. The backpack that becomes the back end of the trailer in vehicle mode has two flaps on the left or right that compress onto the backpack to make it flush. Because I don't know if you remember, Chris, when I showed it off originally, you were a bit surprised the backpack was not any more egregious than what it was. How they got that much? Yeah, compresses really nicely. Yeah. Those, the pins in those hinges are so bent in the inside of the hinge. You cannot fold those flaps back. Oh, wow. Literally the, you can see the S curve, not S, but you can see the, the pins were put in, but it looks like they were put in bent. Mm. And you cannot, I mean, from the front, you really can't tell other than you've got.
4: The pins are misshapen and it's warped the plastic to match.
1: Yeah, so the problem is this entire backpack is all pin hinges. There's nothing to unscrew and replace. Right. So I have e I've emailed the pr- uh, emailed the store and I sent pictures saying this is this will be very the only thing I could do at this point is somehow get enough leverage to cut the pins somehow pull them out somehow find metal that's the same diameter as this and somehow get it back in because they only go in one way. And getting the pins out will be absolutely... Even if I had the skill and had done this before, if you look at my pictures, there is no way to get any leverage into that backpack. Well, the plastic has been warped by the
3: pins anyway. Like, you're not going to get them out or in. Right.
1: So, So, and the thing is... The only thing they could send me part wise is there's a hinge where that entire, that entire part is on one hinge that is a lot more accessible than the others. So I could, I could, if push comes to shove, try to push that pin out and replace the entire backpack, but it's still a pin hinge. So. I, I'm hoping they'll just let me exchange the figure instead of doing it for parts. Yeah. But other than, yeah, other than that, I am really glad to have another copy of this figure. I've been wanting one and I didn't want the, I didn't want the shattered glass version. I wanted another one, another one of the Rodimus Prime. He looks great. He compresses well. And I'm just, I'm really glad I got him other than, oh crap, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know. unfortunate. Yeah. Other than that, that's what I got this week.
3: Anyway, by a special request from Rusty Cross in our Discord, I I have to say something funny now. So something funny.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob, you want to go next? Sure. My, mine's fairly short. I uh the only things I got this week were uh, off topic. So uh, right stuff had a uh, uh had a sale on like slightly uh scratch and dent books um. So they had one of the big, uh, Usagi Yojimbo collections for like 16 bucks. So hmm. I got that and just bu a, a random selection of, uh, uh, old Tokyo pop manga for a buck a pop. Uh, they, I got, uh, by a luck, the, uh, volume of the Star Trek manga they had was the one with, uh, stories by Will Wheaton and David Gerald. Those were, were not bad. Okay. And uh, also grabbed Ghostbusters because why not? and A couple other things, and the whole thing was like twenty some bucks after shipping. Oh wow! Yeah, I I try. I was gonna get. Uh, they had some Gundam models on markdown too, but the second you drop, you know, a like five pound Usagi Jimbo book out of media mail, the shipping goes up by like ten bucks. So I skipped that. Yeah, funny that, didn't that? Yeah, that 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 book weighs a ton. <laughs> But uh, that is, unless I'm forgetting something, which is entirely possible, I think that's everything I got this week. Uh, Matt, how about you? Absolutely nothing.
3: I mean, I kind of had that sense somehow, which is why I saved you for last, because... like, It's it's only been four days since we recorded the last show, I mean... uh Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, you know, to our listeners listening in the distant future, they won't have that context except that we keep bringing it up. But yeah, I mean... What could you have gotten in four days? Nothing, as it turns out. Alright, um... So, as for me, I do have, like, several individual items, but because of, uh, you know, travel timing, I haven't actually had a chance to open, basically, any of them. So, this is gonna go fast. Uh, so, we will start with the birthday gifts I received from my friends and uh, other generous people. Uh, so... From Rob, I got uh, Season 3 of Mr. Belvedere to compliment the Season 1 and 2 that he gave me for Christmas. Excellent. Um, obviously, I haven't had time to watch any of Season 3, but Season 1 and 2 was fun. My dad enjoyed all of Season 1 and 2 while I was gone. That uh, he, got, he got a kick out of that, and he will probably enjoy Season 3 pretty well, too.
4: How many seasons are there?
3: Okay, so this is a question he asked me earlier, too. So, Mr. Belvedere actually ran six seasons originally. Shout Factory only has rights to distribute four of them. Weird. Um, well, it is weird, but as I understand it, Mr. Belvedere's broadcasting circumstances changed partway through the series, and I think that has made the rights issues complicated for the last two seasons. Ah, uh, did it it change networks? It may have. Either networks or production companies, I'm not sure which off the top of my head. Gotcha. Um but I, I looked into it after you sent me that first set because I thought it was weird I could only find four seasons of it on Amazon. and there was just there was you know weird shenanigans going on with uh, how the show was made. and Shout Factory just mm-hmm. does not have the rights at this time to do uh, seasons five and six. Um, so uh, I also got uh, the DVD set of Abba Ranger from Matt, who is determined to prolong my suffering as much as possible. I say this just as a statement of fact, not an expression of surprise or anything, because I, I know how mad is. The, uh, the prolonged it, suffering I mean, is if, just that it, he's not giving me Go-Go-5 like he's threatened to for almost a year now. Yes, uh, like, I could send it to you, but then I couldn't hold hold it over your head anymore, like the Sword of Damocles. I mean, Yeah, and then I imagine if I just bought it myself, that would also somehow play into your plans. Well, yeah, because then you'd spend your money on something that you don't even want. Yeah, so, like, there's just, there's no winning this one. Not I, for you! I <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the no-win situation, the Kobayashi Maru is not no-win for everyone involved, because, like, the Klingons came out of it just fine, if you remember. Also Kirk. I haven't figured out how to reprogram things yet to, uh, you know, make GoGo5 go go away. <laughs> anyway, um, Diecast sent me um, Transformers Ultimate Banzai so thank you for that. I haven't been able to open that either. You're welcome. But the box is very big and heavy, and I'm I'm pretty sure you know the figure will be equally big and heavy when I can you know get it out and mess with it some. I have heard that the Action Master partner in that is just one big lump of plastic, which is a little disappointing. But you know what can you
4: do? At least bonsai Tron looks cool.
3: Yeah, I mean I think Action Master character updates really are the most appropriate way to go with the Ultimates because you know, you're not, like, losing any functionality from the original toy. Well or you would think that anyway, except then they go not make the Action Master partner parts not articulated or usable in any way. So, you are actually losing something from the original toys, so maybe this isn't even a good idea. Well, great, now I've ruined this for myself. Um, so, uh, Blade Raider, uh, having listened to uh, recent shows where I was talking about not being able to source a uh, Legacy Night Prowler locally anymore, just surprised sent me a night prowler for my birthday. It wasn't even on my Amazon wish list or anything. He just like went and got one and mailed it to me. So that was actually really cool. Thank you for that. Um, Paladin off my Amazon wishlist sent me legacy hotshot, which again, I have not had time to open yet. It looks really nice. Like I like the way they went with the styling for this uh, leaning into like the proportions and appearance of the cartoon more than the original toy. Cause that's not something we've really seen expressed in a hotshot update so far. Um so I I I really appreciate that at least and at least I know like the Axel Bazooka thing seems to have worked out well from the accounts I've heard from you guys. Um and then Josh Wheeljack 64 uh sent me the TOS Phaser from the new Star Trek line. Uh, and oh, I nice. actually did open that. I I did open that. So it's got a comfortable fit in the hand. Um it has, it has the problem of, like, you're only supposed to look at from one side because the other side is covered in screw holes, which is mm-hmm. semi-unavoidable, but also a little bit unfortunate, especially since if you're right-handed, the screw hole side is the side that you're actually going to be looking at, because it's on the left side of the phaser body. Yeah. Um, I do wish the phaser one in it was removable, but since the original Playmates TOS phaser toy did not have that feature either, like, I understand... Sort of why they would keep
0: to that, even though I'm pretty sure this is an entirely new build. Um, really, I, I was from what I saw of it, it looked to me like it was the original mold with a new sound chip. So that's interesting.
3: I'll have to look into it more. But like, since everything else that they've released for the new line has been new, even if it looked original, uh, like mm-hmm. the TOS Enterprise is a completely new thing. Um, I was assuming this was just a new one built in the same style as the old one, but I'll have to, I'll have to do some more investigation on that. I'm sure the one somebody thing,
0: out there will have a comparison photo.
3: They, yeah, certainly someone must have that. Um, the one thing functionally I don't like with this is that the knob to change the settings, a.k.a. make the different sounds... Is a little small and hard to manipulate. It's a little bit uncomfortable to turn the knob to different settings. But as you observed uh, a while back, like I love that it makes the second stun sound that they introduced in like late season yeah. two or season three. Um, that like unfortunately the LED does not light up green like the stun effect was to go with that sound effect. But like I like that that was included. It's a good attention to detail for that. Um, and the, you know, regular phaser blast and the overload sounds are also really good. Like if it is the original mold for this phaser toy, uh, at least it has, you know, the modern sound chip in it and the sound quality is really high and like, it works really well. So I'm, I'm really happy with that It's another thing to go with my, you know, um uh, massive collection of, uh, role play toys, uh, various, various, uh, description, Somewhere around here, I even have that uh, Klingon disruptor that Don found for me the one time. Oh, yeah. Where exactly that is, I could not tell you, but uh, it's here somewhere. Alright, so that uh, wraps up all the gift things. Thank you to everyone who sent me for my birthday, and thanks again to everybody who sent for Christmas, too. I really appreciate the gifts. Uh, It really helps to, uh, you know, make not the best times mentally go by a little bit better. Um, For myself, uh, since the last time I was on, I received uh, the uh, breakdown I pre-ordered from Amazon whenever those pre-orders went up, and I got a replacement dead-end. I have not opened either one of those, so I can't confirm if this dead-end can car any better than my first one. I assume it will, since it probably won't have that one important tab missing, but I know even then, dead-end doesn't car very well. And as for breakdown, um, well... I've handled uh, Wild Rider, so I basically know what this toy's about, right? It's, my breakdown is better than my Wild Rider. Well, I liked Wild Rider pretty well, so hopefully, mine's better than it too, and I'll actually like this a lot, except for the stupid spoiler that hasn't. That no you home. can't do anything with. Yeah, that's yeah. I did see um, Mark Mayer posted on Instagram that it fits well on um, Corden's vehicle mode. Hmm. Which is not a solution per se, but it's kind of interesting at least. But yeah, this this breakdown you know, really should, needed to be reconceptualized. Yeah,
1: what you should do, Chris, is like find some stick-on letters and it like make like breakdowns of a racing car and just put like Gensu on that spoiler because he can hold it like an like a edged weapon. That way, he's like you know.
3: See, you started talking about like stick-on letters, and I. Stop paying attention to the rest of what you were saying. I just imagine putting stick-on googly eyes over the headlights.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it's basically the same thing, right? Well, that googly eyes would, would, would more fit sludge, but yeah, I see what you're going for.
3: Okay, but if you put the googly eyes on sludge, you'd have to like attach them by wires so they would you know, pop out of his head. Yeah. And that just sounds like a lot That's of work true. at that point. That's true. So in my travels today when I was not finding Tarn... Um, one of the targets I went to actually had some decent clearance prices, surprisingly um, so I was able to get a replacement unyellowed Cyberverse Deluxe RC for $6 Nice. Um, it's the repack version so it doesn't have the build figure part, but I don't care um, you know, it's not turning brown yet uh, and also next to that they had Lightning Collection Pink Ninja Ranger for $7 so I, you know, what the heck I went and bought that too so I have a single Ninja Ranger now, and probably will never get any more. Kim or Cat? Cat. Yeah, I know that's not to your preference, but it was interesting for seven dollars. I think certainly more than the you know, like twenty-four to twenty-six they go for fully new. Yeah, there was yeah there was a Kim Ninja Ranger, Pink Ninja Ranger, right? Where did that uh, come yes, out? You, uh,
4: I think they were all Target exclusives, or Target in. You know, a small amount on
3: Hasbro Pulse exclusive. Right. Okay, so I guess they went through all their Kimberleys and just had th- to cast yeah, left. Yeah, I think Kimberly
4: okay. and Tommy were the first
3: two to come out. I think. Oh, okay.
4: That's been a Catherine while. Ago. Was the last one? Yeah, like a year and a half ago.
3: Um, they they had um Aisha's still too, but they weren't marked down, which was strange and confusing. But you know, Target gonna Target. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, that's everybody, because that's all I got, so um, at this time, of course, we would like to thank our patrons. We thank all of our patrons. Everybody who is a uh, supporter on Patreon helps to keep the show going. Um, I, we're sorry that you know circumstances have conspired in such a way that we haven't been able to do a live stream for the last couple of weeks, and as a result, we've uh, not been able to produce the pre-show podcast, um, but we will get back into proper form as soon as we can and uh, start delivering Uh, that piece of exclusive content to you again. Um, If you're a patron at the Touch tier, um, you get uh, the opportunity to be on History on the Fives, which is hosted by Rob. Uh, And, of course, you get the uh, shout-out every week on the show, uh, and we will read that now. If you'd like to check at any time uh, the list of Touch patrons, you can find those uh, as up-to-date as possible at tfradio.net slash credits, and that's where I'm reading from right now. Uh, So we would like to thank our Touch Patrons, Kevin Dorsey, AJ, Eric Griffin, Tyrell Gwynn, Rick Mahurin, Ryan Bona, Emmett Sresovich, Rabbits, Hector Bones, Ness, Joey Russell, Sean Williamson, Spider Bob, J. Klein Rye, Sean Hamilton, Jacob, and Sean Bratton. Uh, Thanks to all of you for being uh, our Touch Patrons. Uh, if you want to be a patron there is plenty of perks to it. Um, the pre-show podcast is one of them. Uh, every week that we record live, we have a lot of content that goes before the official showtime and if you're a patron you exclusively get that as its own distinct as its own discrete podcast if you weren't there to listen to the live show. Uh, and the pre-show podcast is basically where we go as off the rails as we ever do. I mean, like when I host a show, obviously it goes off the rails a little bit more during actual show time, but that's just how I roll. Um, other benefits that you get as a patron, uh, at any tier, uh, you get the ad free version of the podcast. So you don't get the pre or post roll automatically inserted ads from the platform. Uh, you'll get the podcast in a higher bit rate, uh, than the, uh, public feed. Um, and you get the unedited episodes of RFC, uh, and unedited in this case just means the parts that actually make the show sound better. We don't do, you just get the raw recordings basically. Um, if, uh, Brian does do edits to the show, patrons have access to both versions of it. So if you want to hear the dead silences or the awkward tangents or, you know, uh, the, the living history of service merchandise from Headmaster Don on occasion. Uh, you know, that stuff all goes into the unedited version where it might not fit the actual, like, uh, final edit of the show that goes to the public feed. Um, patrons also get history on the Fives podcast episodes a week early in addition to being able to be on if you're a touch patron. Um, and you just, you get that feel-good, uh, you get that feel-good, benefit of knowing that you're helping to keep the podcast going every week. So, you know, there's there's lots of reasons to become a patron if you can do so responsibly. Um, let's see. Brian, of course, is not here this week, but you can find him at BrianKilby.com. Um, I don't know if his Twitter is working this week or not, or if he's deleted it again. Uh, if it is, it's at BKilby. Uh, he also tweets from at TF Radio uh, for show purposes. Uh, I don't really use... Twitter anymore, but if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on our Discord server at tfradio.net slash Discord. Uh, just, you know, send me a message, at me on the uh, one of the channels, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, my uh, toy photography work you can find collected at playwithphotography.com I have a Patreon that supports the things I do, uh, patreon.com slash playwithphotos. And if you'd like to just randomly send me a thing, I have an Amazon wishlist at tfradio.net slash chrislist. And if you use that link, it also, uh, through the Amazon affiliate program, sends a little referral money back to also help keep the show running. And just in general, we do still have our Amazon affiliate links, tfradio.net slash Amazon, for your regular everyday Amazon shopping if you'd like to send a little help our way as you do it and pay nothing extra. Um... Rob Springer of course uh is not an active part of the show week to week anymore uh but he's still part of the family. You can find him on Twitter at roborobspringer or at ZoneBase.org. Uh John DeLuna same deal. He's part of the family. He can't be here with us as often as we'd like him to be uh but you can find him everywhere at that John D. Uh Rob, why don't you do yours next cuz you got the next longest plugs?
0: Okay, sounds good. Uh <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Rob Flails which is uh, the Twitter for Flail Throughs, my YouTube channel. Still focusing on Gundam Battle Operation 2 because my arms probably and my neck are probably feeling good enough to do uh, G Gen Genesis but I kind of need to not fall asleep in the middle of doing it. That's that's kind of the obstacle at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like
0: just I've been nodding off at uh uh sitting at my desk in the evenings more and that is really hard on my neck actually so getting old a little bit yeah and also i believe that's uh it's a side effect of the various uh medication but you know i i've i've told my uh family before i'd rather pass out occasionally and have the brain pills like give me functional time than yeah. you know be like it was before yeah. um and boy that that went off uh that went <laughs> off the rails but anyway uh flail through welcome to an xv episode <laughs> uh flailthroughs is at youtube.com slash flailthroughs covering gbo2 that just had finally had its pc beta successfully hopefully the final version will be out sometime uh, early this year um and uh also uh let's see we've already heard that this week's mobile suit is going to be the rizel commander type with uh bead de- uh defender back parts mm-hmm. so i want that uh <laughs> I like, I like the transformable suits, yeah, you know, go figure. Yeah. But, all right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, to keep up on, uh, on Gundam gaming things, uh, flail throughs, uh, patreon.com slash flail throughs. If you like what I'm doing there, you can give me money for it and request specific mobile suits. And if you'd rather just send me things, uh,
4: uh, tfradio.net slash playlist.
3: All right. Uh, die cast.
4: You can also send me things at tfradio.net slash list, And you can follow me on Twitter and see the little one-step changer video at Diecast2 on Twitter. And on Facebook, you can like my page at Reviews by Diecast. And you can see my reviews at youtube.com slash reviews.
1: Don. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I can be found on Twitter uh, for as long as it lasts, <laughs> at HMRC the number four EVR.
3: And you also have an Amazon wish list, which is now at tfradio dot net slash donlist, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, yeah, Brian changed that for me. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt does not want you to know where his social media is, and he doesn't want you to send him things. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll I, respect- I'm weird like that. <laughs> no, I will respect Matt's wishes uh, publicly, and you know. Defy him privately, <laughs> and by privately, I just mean when we're you know not recording or streaming, we'll defy him to his face, just not in front of other people. Fair, yeah.
4: Well, right. we'll also defy Don and send him like ultimate Cheetor and stuff like that. <sighs> you mean Supreme Cheetor? Supreme, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. The Legends, yeah.
1: Death twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you y'all, y'all, y'all keep writing checks your butts can't cash because we will eventually meet up again
4: john i know you thought it was a joke but i i still want you to sign my death head too
1: (laughs) like that's a one i have that can can i sign can i sign it with a sulfuric acid pen
4: no no it's got to be like a silver sharpie you know something nice but yeah, I'm definitely serious. Like I, I'm gonna get. That I'll think about by it. No, eventually. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Don, you don't have to keep the death head. The death head, too, after you sign it. Just you know,
1: I've def- got one. Def- somebody sent me. It's yeah, buried in yeah. a box somewhere. I've yeah, got yeah to- but Don, Don, yeah, when you sign
3: diecast. diecast figure, you don't have to keep it. You give it back to him after you sign it. You deface it and then you give it back to him. Yes. And then he's stuck
1: with it. So isn't it perfect? And, and then make him buy another one off eBay. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. No. But, I mean, I can keep. I can keep doing that. He keeps buying them. I keep screwing them up, and I'm forcing him to buy a figure over and over again. And I get to deface a figure that I hate.
3: Yeah, it keeps the economy going, and you know keeps Don's spirits up. And then
4: Marvel sees, wow, Death Sent Two is really popular. Let's make more, and it's all thanks to Headmaster Don. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, this is why we like to defi- defy Matt from time to time because. <laughs> He comes up with this stuff, and he's happy that he comes up with it. I mean, I'd be happy if I came up with that, too. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Good night. Take care, everybody.
2: This has been Radio Free Cybertron. Visit us at tfradio.net for show notes and to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Twitter at tfradio for news and updates. Watch our live stream at tfradio.net slash live. Join our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash TFRadio. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TF Radio Network. Have a question or comment? Leave it on our Facebook fan page or mail it to contact at tfradio.net. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons license. Any part of this podcast can and should be redistributed, but please, proper attribution is required if you know what's good for you. Radio Free Cybertron, the original Transformers internet radio show since 1999. 100% girlfriend free since 1999. Sick of being upsold at gyms?